you are and what you already have, what you already possess. Because it's going to change your attitude. It's going to change your perception. It's going to change the way you live, the way you think, and the way you make decisions. Oh, Father. We have to uproot all of that false doctrine, all the lies that we bought in. We've been taught to struggle. We've been taught that something is always wrong with us. When he says in me, you are complete. We've been taught, be holy, be holy. He says, I'm holy. And you're in me. And my holiness is in you. When I sat last night, And I was having an encounter, apostle ministered on encounters. That means to have an encounter, to have God begin to do something in you that marks you that you don't forget. And it becomes your own personal. It's not a theory. It's not something you study. It's not something that you can like, okay, run the tape back. What they say. It's something that he does in you. It's the way he touches you. It's the way something, something just starts stirring and moving. And you know it's not you. You know you didn't work it up. He's like, oh my God. The Lord says, come sit down. You know, he wants us to sit down with him. Because he is seated on the throne. He wants us to sit. And so when I sat and I just laid my head back and lifted my hands. And it, it was like, I want you to rest. Because I've already done the work. I've already predestined you, preordained you. I already know your future. I already know where I want you to go. Now, you need me because you need to get the instruction. So as I lifted my hands, as I said, I, it's like I felt this tingling in my fingers. And I was like, whoa. And then the next thing, I felt the wind up under my arms. I'm sitting on my couch. And, and it's, like, it's like waves. And I'm like, oh, my God, I know. <laughs> I know this is not me. And I said, but I like this. <laughs> and I'm not drunk and I'm not high. At least not on what you think. And it was just a, ooh, ooh, ooh. And as I begin to just... You know, you have to think with God. I know that sounds kind of crazy, don't it? But you have to think. He says, my thoughts are not yours. So you have to come up and get his mind. Do you know you can have, the Bible says that First Corinthians, that you, you can have the mind of the pastor, of the theologians. You can have the mind of Christ. 
And really, we should say that's, that's the only mind I want. Yeah. Paul says, it's just the cross. That's all I want to know. I don't want to know you after the flesh. Just, just that. And, and I begin to get his mind. And, it was, and then I just begin to, you, you know, you don't have to fake it because worship is not a song. It's more than a song. Worship is not just getting down on your knees. Worship is, is, is your fellowship with him. It's your love for him. It's the word worth. It means worth. He's worthy of. To be worth my attention, my love, my affections. You know, and that's why we say, Lord, I bless you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I worship you. I mean... And as I begin to do that, tears begin to roll. Now, see, something breaks on the inside of us. We're so used to the outward manifestations. And so we, you know, we work on, on you know, but it's, it's not so much my outward should follow my inward. Amen. And so inside, I begin, tears begin to roll down my eyes. And I begin to say, Lord, you are so real. How have we taught your people so much about what they don't do and what they should do instead of who they are and what they already have? That's why we struggle, because we don't know who we are. We don't know what we got, so we're always praying for something that we already got that we don't know. It's hidden on the inside of us. He's given us everything that all, I give you all things that pertain, oh, shakatala, unto life and godliness. It's right here in the Word. It's in the Word, because I said, Lord, do you... What do you want me to do when the pastor asks me? He says, do you have something stirring in your spirit? Well, yeah, I always have something stirring in my spirit. How can you be with God and not have something stirring? Even the devil can stir you. (laughs) And so I said, God, do you want to do a teaching? He says, no, I want you to teach my people how to go into another realm. Because I'm taking you and I'm going to show you. He says, I already, I always meant that for you. But he's bringing us like this full circle. Because I started off as a teacher teaching teens, teaching, you know, just kids and teaching babies and then teaching adults, teaching counseling. You know, you got to prove faithful. And then he says, now I'm going to trust you with the big babies, with the big kids. And then he, you know. Then you call you into pastoring and all those things. And see, now he's shifting me back to my original purpose. But I don't want to talk about me. Because, see, what happens is when you get in that zone, you find out about you. You find about the hidden things that you're not going to get just from necessarily across the pulpit. Now, the pulpit is good. But the pulpit should begin um, to open things up. It should stir you. It, it should be like when you hear this, it should break something. And now you can be able to, to, to tap into what he has for you. Because you're not going to read in that Bible where it says, um, you know, Ebony, uh, thou shalt do this or do that. But you have to be able to discern when God is talking to you. Amen. That's how we do anything. That's how we move. That's how we operate. But the Bible says that in him, we live and move and have our being. And so that song 
that song just kind of focused me in because it says I can't stay in this place. So so I was like, okay, God, that's a good one. That's a good way to go. That's a good way to go. Because, see, you got to learn. You got to learn how to. You got you to gotta learn him. We don't always teach that, Pastor. And, and, and the reason being, because I didn't either. When I was pastoring, I taught a lot of things. But the thing that will keep you and the thing that will really keep, make you steadfast and unmovable and always abounding in the work of the Lord is when you have a personal relationship with God, not just that you saved got a whole lot of folks that are saved, but they really don't know him. They, they, as a savior, but I'm talking about when God begins to speak to you and he calls you son and he calls you by your name and you know, without a shadow of a doubt, nobody has to point a finger because you already got it because you were spending that time with him. That is the most precious thing that I could ever teach you. If I never had a chance to teach you anything else, I want to teach you how to go into the spirit realm. I want to teach you how to dwell in the secret place. Why do we call it a secret place? Because it is. There ain't nobody in there but you and him. You can't get into my secret place. Look at somebody say, you can't go where he called me. It's secret. It's secret. And why are things sometimes secret? Because they're so precious. Because I can't release everything right away. I can't release everything to everybody. It's like right now, you are not who you're going to be. I can tell you that right now. You look, ooh. No, you don't even look like what you, what you when you do what God tells you to do, you're going to look totally different. I said, when you do, I don't even know how I said that, but you don't look the same now as you will when you are doing what God called you to do. Your whole countenance is going to change. Who was that, Peter? And and they were with Jesus, and they were up there. Remember all the three of them? It says Jesus' whole what? His countenance changed. It was white and glistening. He was turning into another man. I dare you to spend time in the presence of God. It will change you so. You could be a hater. You could be a devil. But in the presence of God, it will root out everything that's not like him. Now, I double dog dare you. So when people are saying they have problems, you know what we should say, okay, go spend time in his presence. Go in the room, shut the door, get on your knees. You will see more on your knees than you can from the mountaintop. I said you will see more on your knees. And why do you have to go on your knees? Because you need to go down, close your eyes, and shut everything else out. Try it. We pray. We, I'm telling you, the reason those tears were flowing down my eyes because I begin to think, oh my God, there is a new word. It's an old word, but it's a new word that he's bringing back. And he says, and I've called you to go, to bring, to set the captives free. Free from what? Free from their own bondage. My people perish for a lack of, a lack of 
a lack of knowledge, not anointing, not shaking, not singing, a knowledge of who I am. That's really the key. Do we know who he is? We say, we love you, Jesus. I, ooh, do we know? Do we really, really know who he is? So, do, but here's the key. Do you go after pursuing who he really is? And you know, that can come through fellowship. I want you to I want you bring, your, bring your minds in, because I know sometimes when I get ready to get in that, that quiet place with God, my mind will be thinking downstairs, like, you know, all these other things start popping up. And I, was, and I have to literally almost grab my head and say, come on back. You know, you got to take authority over your own mind. You're not going to go in there without opposition. That's why sometimes you just got to turn some praise music on or something. Yes. You know, because it, 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 you got to get this flesh out of the way. Yes. See, it's like this, just like the tabernacle. You got the outer court, the inner court, and then the holies of holies. So we spend so much time out here. woo We love it out here. But he's, the real deal is the holies of holies, the, the inner, in there with him. Where the glory is. Where the, where the real power is. Power, we don't have to pray for power. I heard Marcelo say that years ago. He said, you don't pray for power. Power comes out of relationship with God. Did you hear what I said? You know, demons tremble. Jesus ain't never said nothing to the man that was at the gallery. And, you know, but he began to start screaming and hollering and everything. Why? The presence. It don't mean we can come here and stay all day, but if there is no presence, yes. what is presence? That means him showing up. He has to show up, yes. but he don't want to just show up for a little few hours. Boom. Like what we doing now and you're crying out now, you should be doing that at home. Amen. And you can do that at home. Amen. Now, this, uh, this little message, like Paul says, it, it's not for the faint of heart. This is a little bit more maturity because we have to come out of a baby stage of where we're crying to everybody about everything. That's like my, my daughter or my son coming up there wanting to sit on my lap. I mean, you, something's wrong with that. That's kind of like where we are now. When God is saying, you are in a season right now. I need what I put in you to manifest. I need what I put in you to begin to release it in this earth realm. Who like it or who don't like it? You're under my orders. How many of y'all understand that? You know, you got gifts on the inside of you. You're not just here by accident. There's no illegitimate. You are literally preordained, predestined for God. Amen. And so, you know, it's like, Lord, we got to teach more on the spirit realm. And I know you are. And that was a good mood. That was God. We got to teach people how. Um, Psalms 91, that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall what? Look, y'all know what the heart we know it by heart, but do we know it? You don't know it until you possess it, and you don't possess it until you're doing it. 
When was the last time you dwelled? Dwell means to, to rest, to sit, to be still, to make it at home. Because he's in you. He's not like up there. He is up there. This is awesome. He's up there, but he's in me. How's that? It says you, don't, you can't figure that out. Don't even figure that out. That's the kind of God we serve. You see what I'm saying? That's the kind of God we serve. So first of all, that's number one. You got to see him and know him as God the Father. So one of the things, and I just wrote down, you know, I flow. My, this is how I am. I'm in a zone where I don't do a, I can teach, but I don't do a whole lot unless he asks me. But right now, the things that I'm saying are impartations. They're going in, bam, and they're, they're zeroed for your heart, not your head. Some of you may not... You'll hear my voice, and I hear them say a lot of times, I heard your voice. I got in this situation. I heard you. Yeah, right. Because the word should not be, the kingdom of God is not in word only, but in what? Power. And in the Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost and in much assurance. Now, I'm assured about this. I'm assured about what I'm telling you right now. Why? Because I had an experiential knowledge. I didn't learn this in Bible school. I learned to the scripture. Did y'all get it? I said, I learned the scripture. I learned it. I heard it from a pastor. I, I heard it from our instructors. But I experienced it. It's, it's what you have experienced in. And you know, one minute with the father. One second. That's why he said he, he can use the crazy, he can, you, you know, the un, all that. You don't have to have no degree. Because he said, you know what, I, I, didn't, I, I don't need you for what you think you know and your ability. I need you for my ability in you. So let me go back before I, I read the scripture. When I was lifting my hands and my tears was coming down, I began, I began to realize then, Wow. That God, your word has to saturate us. It can't just be like head knowledge. If you'd only learn one thing, just that one thing, and you begin to get that thing working in you, and you do that, you will be strong in the Lord. Amen. Now, I need y'all praying because I'm feeling some deflections and all that kind of stuff. But I need you praying and stand with me because, yeah. Because when you start knowing the spirit realm, you know when something just entered in wrong and it throws you off. Yesterday, my, my little granddaughter, um, Victoria, she said, I called her after service. I said, did you, what did you see? She says, I saw fire. In the midst, in a circle. I said, well, why didn't you say that? She said, I didn't know, Nana. I said, that's why I'm training you. I don't want you to wait till you get grown and old. I want you to move in your gift. And then not only that, but she said, hey, Nana, I forgot to tell you. I seen this big old, you know, ugly thing. And he came, he came in the room. 
And I looked up and I said, I bind you. And she said, and he left. <laughs> now, now, how did she pick that up? All of us in there, all the bishops and the elders and the apostles and the pride, none of us saw that. But this little girl, 11, right? Zoned into the spirit realm. Sensitivity. Why? Because she is being trained in her home by her mama and her dad. Then she got a, grand, she got a nana and a poppy. Then she got her other grandparents. And, and she got a legacy or should I say an inheritance? She don't have no choice but to do this thing. But then God says, but that's what I want you to do now. I want you to begin to impart and train that what you've learned now, I'm refining you so you can refine them, so you can bring them forth. So the, the, the realm of the spirit, we have to teach ourselves how, how to, to wait before the Lord. Sit. When our kids were little, you don't know because you was working, but I used to set the clock for 15 minutes. And I set them on the couch. And I said, you're going to pray in the spirit. Now, for little kids, that's hard. That's hard for big kids, right? <laughs> if I set the clock right now, I said, shake a hundo lobo, kundo lobo, y'all be getting tired and looking at the, uh. I did. Yeah. Because the Lord says, he told me, he says, because I'm calling you to the nations. And he says, and as I call you out, you go and you'll be minister to other people. You will not lose your kids and you will not lose your family and you will not use your marriage. Because all the women I saw that God was using, they was messed up. I mean, it was not good. And I was like, Lord, I don't want to do that. He said, you can have the best of both worlds. I'm going to teach you how. I'm going to teach you how. So, uh, as I begin to wait on the Lord, he gave me a scripture. And I'm going to, many of you already know this. You see, we know these things, but we don't really necessarily have that full revelation. That's how you get revelation. You get revelation in the presence of God. First, he begins to deal with you about yourself. And who you are and what he's called you. And then he begins to deal with you about other things. About whatever, whatever realm he has given you dominion over. Amen. We're not trying to save the whole world. But we're trying to function in the area where he's called us to be. Okay. So go to Isaiah 40. And I want to just look at this a little bit. And then because there's several verses that I want you to pay attention to. Isaiah 40 and 29, or verse 28, this really got me. It says, have you not known, <laughs> have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he fainteth not, neither is he weary. There is no searching of his understanding. Now, it's like, haven't you, you haven't heard this? You don't know? This just got my attention like it jumped out. Have you not heard, have you not known that the everlasting God, the, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he what? He fainteth not, 
neither is he weary. So now, then we go down in 29, he says, he gives power to the faint and to them that have no might. <laughs> he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. Now that's really strange because, you know, when you're young, you just kind of take off and you think you can do anything. And that's good. But he says, even in that, one translation said, you will stumble and you will fail. Mm-hmm. But, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. You know, I wrote a whole book about that, that word, and I just want to uh, break out that one word, wait. Wait means to, to be twisted, like you're braiding. You know, when you braid hair, you twist it. You, it, it means to bind together. To wait means I'm, I'm binding together. I'm waiting patiently before him. And I'm learning how to become enveloped in him and to, and to allow him to envelop me. Now that's powerful. That is so awesome. Because now we become one with him. Now, if he doesn't faint, come on, this is where I'm going. If he doesn't faint and you are one with him, are you going to faint? If he doesn't grow weary. See, Isaiah was likening this because of the situation and the circumstance. And this is what I'm saying to you today. If we are one with God, if we wait with him, he gives you mysteries. He unfolds things. He downloads things. He tells you strength comes in him. Strength comes from him. It is not my strength. Don't, we used to hear him all the time say, pray my strength in the Lord. No, don't pray my strength. Pray his strength be released through me. And that's what the Lord was saying. I was saying, Lord, more and more, I receive. Look, I was saying, Lord, I receive, I receive. And I just heard a voice says, don't receive, just release. Yes. Now, I heard that. Release. Release what, God? What, what I've already put in you. Release what is in you. And look, if you work on more on and center and focus more on what you got, and not what you don't have. Now, we say that all the time, right, financially. But what about spiritually? Mm-hmm. Focus on that. Now, now we're going to get out of pray my strength in the Lord. And, you know, the devil is doing this. And I can't do this. And, oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. I grew up with all of that. I've said it. I've been there. I've done that. But I've learned. Have I not heard? I didn't hear this. Have you not known? I did not know it. Look at somebody say, I didn't hear it and I didn't know it. Not like this. They told me, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. You know, God may. What's that thing about, you know, you, you never know what God might do. What? What? Come on, somebody. He is not playing no checker game with you. 
In fact, he says, no, you are me in the earth. Have you not known? I feel something lifted again. See, I'm I'm telling you, I talked to a lady yesterday. She was telling me all about her, you know, son's situation. And it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. And I was listening to her. And after a while, I was like, lady, this is about draining me. I don't want to hear all of that. And then I flipped it. And I started talking about the power of God. And I start talking about how God has strengthened you and how God loves you and all the things that God has done for you. And after about 10 minutes of me talking to her, I said, now, how you feel? She said, I feel real good. I feel real good. Hey, empowered. When did we get the power? When we prayed and when we, no, we got the power. We got the power when we said, come into my heart. You didn't get a little teeny bit of God. You didn't get a little teeny bit of says, now you got to grow in me. No, you got all of him. Somebody needs to hear this. You're getting this. Because when you get it, you will rise up. Oh, you cannot stay the same. Because then when you look at a situation, you said, I know what it looks like. But I know what I'm about to say to change that situation. Glory to God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll put a smile on your face. It'll make you say, my God doesn't faint, and I'm not fainting. My God is not wearied about it, and I'm not going to be weary. Oh, my God. Are you getting this? You getting this, Dudley? Yeah. 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 I'm looking because I can see it. It's like the light bulb. I see that little quickening when it makes it alive. So we have word, but it's not always quickened. So, you know, that's why David said, quicken me, Lord. Make this thing come alive. Make this word come alive. Make this word so real to me. And then we become unstoppable. We become like him. We, now, the process is you need, look, you don't know how strong you are until you have a situation. And the situation is not working against you. It's working to pull it out of you because it's in there. Did you hear what I said? It's in there. It's in there. Oh, my God. So stop talking on the other side of it. Stop talking the negatives. Stop talking what you see. Have you not heard? Have you not known? What haven't you heard? I, have, I, I didn't hear the good news growing up. I heard, you know, you're making up, going up the rough side. And so you think everything is rough. And, and you always think of yourself in a defeated. You always think of yourself, I got to try. And, and so I got They would say, if you fast long enough, girl, I was already skinny. I was like, man, this ain't working. I'm going to eat. I'm going to go ahead and eat me something. Yeah, he said he wants some meat on them bones. Yeah, he said to me one time, he pulled my pants. He said, girl. <laughs> but I was trying to be holy. And mean. Because I'm hungry. And God is good. And God is happy. And God is glorious. 
And God has called you because he needs you. He don't need you sad. He don't need you sick. See how loud your voice is getting right now? I mean, this stuff works. I mean, it, it works. It works, and I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Even in your hug. Somehow, you, you, when you got something, you just got it. Yeah. He's not taking it from you. <laughs> Hello. That's right. He's not taking it. Why would he take it from you when he says, I called you Amen. by my name? Have you not known? Look at somebody say, have you not known? Have you not heard? And then you ask them, I'm going to tell you. Now I'm going to tell you who he is so you'll know who you are. Now that's it. That's the gospel bottom line. Boom, boom, boom. Just lock it in. So he says, now here's the thing. That's what I got, you know. He said, but they that wait. Why the but? Because we're not waiting. We're blaming all the devil, and all you got to do is go sit yourself down and be still. Come on, Psalms 46 and 10. Be still and what? No, 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 no. Be still and what? Be still and know. That's Psalms 46, 10, right, Gabe? You helping me that what? I am. Be still and know that I am. I think that's right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So if I know something, look, I know my, this is my husband. You cannot tell me that's not my husband. Does he know I'm his only wife for life? Don't even try it, bud. <laughs> no. No, 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 it's my turn, my turn, my turn, I don't get this often, I ain't preached it a whole year, so y'all gonna get it, y'all gonna get it, y'all gonna get it, <laughs> the Lord said I put her on hold because she needed to sit down and be still. That's what happens when you sit down and be still. You look at somebody, he's like, lay your hands and get that anointing. You go sit down and get your own. Yeah, you're so, you're so cheap. You're so cheap, you don't even want to invest in your own self. Sitting, listen, sitting in the presence of God is investing. You can't tell me you love God and you don't even invest in your own self. Who he sent his only son. I feel that wind coming. It's lifting us. It lifts you in a new place. And then you're not talking about how mean and how sad and how you don't have no money. God said, what? I said, I told my husband, I said, hon, come on, this is the season now. You got to get them contracts. You got to get them contracts, babe, because we need some money to roll in here. I said, before we was just leasing a house. Now we got a mortgage, babe. We can't just say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I was really taking that weight. And then the Lord says, I put everything in you 
says wealth is in you. And not only that, but I gave you a covenant. I said, all I want you to do is remember. All I want you to do is remember. Just remember, don't forget what I've done for you. How I tried you in the wilderness. How I fed you. Oh, everybody got wilderness. Come on, everybody got some wilderness. Everybody, and it wasn't the devil. It was just him proving to see what was in our heart. Because if you can't live in a little house, you certainly ain't going to get no big house. If you can't live with a little bit, he can't intro- Oh, come on, somebody. If you're not faithful over a few things, if you're not faithful in another man's, I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me real good because you showed up today. You are a big fish in the kingdom. You just don't know how big you are. Because just because somebody else don't know how big you are, that does not, that does not negate what you were born for. That's their ignorance, and that's their loss. That's their loss. Because if you knew who I was, you'd be really trying to get to know me. If you knew how wealthy I am, you would really be trying to. You know, isn't that what people get paid for? They get paid for the experience that you better. Most of y'all in here are nothing but spiritual consultants. been through so much stuff you could help people get their lives straight and in this hour see there is there is such a uh, absence uh, not absence uh, a limit of the word they don't even use the I know everybody want that little foam I like my foam too but I tell you something it is something about this bible and we don't hear a whole lot of reading from it He says, man shall not live by bread alone, but what? But what? So how are you supposed to live? Not a vegan. How are you supposed to live? How are you supposed to live? I'm a vegan. I don't care. Do you live by the word? So you took out the meat. You really took out the meat. We got spiritual vegans that won't eat the meat of God's word. Somebody ought to... Give me a praise. Somebody give me a praise. Are you getting this? The the church, when you come, it ought to be so fired up that we can't even say, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Instead, everybody's still going out. They going out like this. I said, no, I can't stay in no place like that. No, I'm too valuable. Have you not heard? Y'all going to remember that, aren't you? Have you not known? See, he wants you to know him. And, and you know what? He showed me this in worship today. He says, how did your husband get to know you? He saw me. I was in church. And I was doing offering like single people should be working in the house of the Lord. And he went around the table and he saw me and he asked his nephew, who is that girl? Because they're supposed to find you. I was not looking for him. Besides, I had such a low self-esteem on myself. And he was such a popular guy in his school. And he had all these girls. 
my husband was bad. He's still fine. You still fine, baby. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and I'm thinking, why would he want me? He got all of them, and they were like, you know. But he called. He came to my house. My sister said, that Jones boy is here. I knew who the Jones boy was. I came downstairs. I'm like, hey, hey. He was looking good, too. Oh, my God. He was look All of a sudden now, I was like, whoo, that Jones boy is fine. But anyway, you know, no big deal. And then he went off to college, and he started calling me. And he kept calling me. And he just kept calling me until he had a phone bill. This coach brought him in. He had a phone bill. <laughs> the tab went all the way down to the floor. That he, the coach told him, you got to get a job, son, <laughs> to pay for this phone bill. Now, what was he doing? <laughs> That's how you get to know somebody. And then we get on the phone, Bishop. Hi. Oh, what, oh, what'd you say? I didn't say nothing. <laughs> we wasn't saying nothing. <laughs> but something was happening. Something was going on on the inside. That's even lasting for 47 years. <laughs> it's still working. It's still working. Now, what am I saying about that? How do you get to know him? spend time you gotta spend time and don't be it's like we be wearing pastors out calling and problems and everything pray for me and lay hands on me I don't have no more oil but because if you would have spent time so he got to know me and I got to know him and then we realized we, we can't live without each other. We really want to be together. Ooh, see that binding waiting. We became twisted. And then even though he had other girlfriends or I had other boyfriends, it didn't matter now. See, there's already a separation that takes place. I don't have to tell you. Don't. Somebody said to me, well, no. I just leave it alone. But you won't have to um, tell your friends that you're saved and all of that kind of stuff. You just spend, they will leave you. Okay. They will leave you. They will leave you. And you will lose the desire. I'm telling you. He says, oh, taste and see. Every time you spend God, spend time with God, another taste. Every time you spend time, another taste. And it's so good. And then you just start singing to them. You start loving on them. You tell them everything. You cry to them. You know. I know y'all got to go. All I say is spend time with God. Okay. That is the answer if I had to tell anybody. So you say, how do you do that? Well, it's, it's real simple. Because if it wasn't, it would be set rules in the Bible. It did not say that at all. He says, come, let us reason together. He says, uh, and, and he talks so much about it. I mean, I can't, I can't teach everything right now, 
But all I'm saying is, if you just get this message that he's saying, come spend time with me. And that's called fellowship. How about if we change the word of prayer time and say fellowship time? Don't that sound better already, don't it? We're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fellowship. So me and my husband, then we start dating. We started fellowshipping. We started doing things together. We started staying out late. You know, we started planning things. Fellowship. I think we, we, don't, we don't even teach it. And we're called, I believe it's in Romans, says we're called into fellowship with him. So it's like he's up there on the throne. Waiting. It's a terrible thing when you have kids and they don't come see you. Or they don't call you. My mom used to say to us before she died, she says, um, you don't even have to come. Just, just call me. Let me know that you love me. I said, Mom, I love you. But it was something about me coming there. And one time I came in and I seen where the floor needed to be scrubbed. And I was busy. I was like, and she said, just come and sit down. I'm like, but let me, no. It's almost like the father was saying, just come sit. Yeah, I don't want you to do nothing. I don't even want you to pray. Because I already know what you have need of <laughs> before you ask. You know, I'm the, I'm the creator, right? I don't even want you to sing a song to me. Because the angels are already singing. I just want you to come into this environment. And when you come into this environment, it will change your life. You will change into another realm of glory. You know, see, we don't even realize that. Glory isn't just a smoked up room or glistening. Glory is what he puts on you that's attractive out in the world and they see it. Jesus says, glorify me now. The hour has come that I might glorify you. And so every time we come and join him, Jesus is on one side. He's on that other side. Mm -hmm. He's interceding for us that we will come. Can you imagine the prayers in heaven that are, Lord, I, I just wish um, Gabriel would show up. I so long. And so Jesus, Jesus is interceding that you will get this word. And that's why Paul prayed in Ephesians 1, Lord, grant them a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of who the Father is so that the eyes of his understanding can be enlightened and he know the hope that he's been called and the exceeding greatness of the riches of the inheritance that you already have and the power. And I think the Amplified says that surpassing unlimited unmeasurable power that's in you now that's what you need to know so you can look at it as Ephesians 1 17 and 18 19 
You say, how did you memorize that? Because when you, when you say it enough, you just, it'll click in. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. So that means I need the word every day. Nobody's telling me I need to read my Bible. I read my Bible because I want to live. And then I, I know what he said last week, but I need a fresh word. I need something daily. He said, pray, pray, pray for that you get uh, the word. It says pray. We need a daily word. Um, you know the scripture I'm talking about. Give us this day. That's what Jesus told his disciples. He said, this is how you need to line it up. Pray our father, recognize him. Then pray, you know, bless him and all of that. But then pray to give me this day, my daily bread. Give me what I need. Give me what I need. Do you know that he will give you? That's nourishment. I need to be nourished. I don't know what I need. Because I don't really know who I am, but he knows. And he's going to give me everything, every word that proceedeth out of his mouth. So not only do I have the written word, but now I have the oral word. Don't tell me God don't speak. Oh, yes, he does. How would you know what to do? Amen. I guess my point is, and I'm going to close. I don't know what time it is. I'm not going to look. To see. What time is it, Pastor? How much time I got? 11.50? That's good, huh? Okay. When I get in my zone, that's something about, too, when you're in your zone, you lose time. That's how you know when you can do something and it can just go on and on. Uh, we need to teach you about your gifts because when you start operating in your gifts, ooh, you be dangerous. So how is found in Ephesians 1, and I read that to you. You should just read. I'm going to tell you something. Just take Ephesians 1, go home, study it. Ask him to open it up to you. I know you read it before, but I, want, I need you to experience it. Fresh eyes, yes. And then Ephesians 3, and then I'm going to stop. 3.16 Ooh, my God, this word is so good. Ephesians 3.16 says that, that he would grant you according to the riches of the inheritance. Wait a minute. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. To be strengthened with might by his spirit, where? In the inner man. That Christ may, what? Dwell in your heart by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, and you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all 
that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Uh, I ran through that. That was a quick version. But I'm just telling you right now, even if you just took that, Ephesians 1, 17, 18, 19, and, and Ephesians 3, 16 through that 20th verse, that's enough. If you never heard another word, that can change your life because you're going to come into an experiential knowledge of him. And that's what it is. The people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. You cannot know him and not do exploits. It's impossible because he's in you. He's explosive. He's unstoppable. He's unmeasurable. Amen. I hope this word kind of convicts a little bit so we can get off the, we're too light. We're light. And so for you young ones that are coming in here now, you got to be rooted and grounded. You hear some of us, you know, talking and been around for a while only because we've been rooted and grounded. Otherwise we would have been out. Is that right? Hearing this word over and over, being faithful, doing, giving. Saying, not my will, but thy will be done. Connected in a local church, working, doing a, being a part of the body of Christ. All of this comes. So if something doesn't go right with you, go in his presence. I guarantee you, it will change your life. Sit. Be still. And know that I am God. Sit with him. Besides, he's lonely. And I say that, that, sound, that, that sounds kind of strange, but uh-uh. Because in the scripture, he talks about being so jealous over you. He, he really don't want nobody else to have you but him. And when you give yourself to him, then he can take and flow through you. We got to get back in his presence. That was the word. That was the message that God called me years ago. I just want you to teach my people how to go into the presence of God. I didn't even know myself. But now I realize that that was part of my, uh, of my instruction. God will always give you instruction. Then he says, I want you to do this. I want you to do all Most of you know whatever I've already done. I got from being in the presence of God. Ain't no secret. And so if I haven't done anything lately, it's because I haven't heard anything. You know, it's better to wait. Be strengthened and be of good courage. Wow. 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 How many of you really, really love him? I believe it. I do. I believe it. It's just so much that we don't know, but we, we have access. And so all I'm saying to you right now is, come on, I need you to go with him. You know when we do all that praising and worshiping and praying in the spirit, we create an atmosphere. You create an atmosphere, and he will show up. You sing about him, and he will show up. You worship him, and he will show up in the, in the shower, in the car, <laughs> in the bathroom. It don't matter where. Hallelujah. 
How many of you can say, I got that? I, I got something this morning. Come on. I got something. I, I got a nugget. I got something that's going to take me down. If you didn't hear nothing else, 2019 can shift for you right now because your mindset is I got God and I'm in him. In him I live and move and have my beings. Have I not known? You can begin to say, I know. Paul said, I'm persuaded that he is able. And I heard about it. And now I want to tell others about it. Amen. Well, glory to God. Come on, stand up and give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on. We, we got lots more for you. Yes. Your sad days and your bad days are over. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at somebody and say, your sad days and your bad days are over. Because you know something now. Say, I know something now. He don't faint and he don't get weary. And if he don't get weary, I'm not going to be weary. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. But not only that, you're able to lift up somebody else. You know what? You can only give what you have. I'm giving it to you today because I got something in here. But you got something too. Amen. And we need what you got. Amen. Y'all pray, Pastor, let me preach again sometime so I can finish this message. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm excited. Come on, anybody got wings? You got some wind? Hey, flap your wings right now. Give God some praise. Come on, give, give. Come on, Pastor. Oh, let me see your wings. Come on, I'll run and not be weary. I'll walk and I certainly won't faint. 